Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast, episode 20. I am Diego. I'm joined by Amy and Damon. Hello, Is that everybody. special? Is 20 special? I thought we said I, 25 was going to be special. Oh, okay. yeah, 25 would be like the big anniversary one. <laughs> big anniversary <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah, we, we made it 25, well, 20 episodes. And this is the got... most that Diego's ever made it to. He started multiple other podcasts, everyone know, just so everyone knows, but he couldn't pull through. Right? I, I need, my partners fell through. This time, I, I seem to have reliable partners this time around, so okay. that, that, that helps. About so, the team. Team effort here. There's no Diego in team. And that's but not how it goes. But. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. So <laughs> before we get into Tribes of Europa, which is what we all decided to really focus on this episode, Amy or Damon, did you guys watch anything else? I did. I watched The Crew, which is what we actually at first decided on. Um, it was okay. I really like Kevin James in general. So it, it definitely started out a little bit slow. And I'm not a NASCAR person at all. But it was it was okay. It was a sitcom though, and it didn't really have a lot to talk about. It's a show that I would turn on before bed, like I would turn on, you know, an, another show like The Unicorn. Like it was at, even though The Unicorn is actually a lot better, but it's kind of that same sort of sitcommy show. It, like I said, it was okay. It was it was like a made for TV. Like if it was, I feel like that kind of show is for TV because I saw the first episode. And I just, it just wasn't for me. It was too, I don't, I, there's just a big difference to me between TV and then like a Netflix original show. And it just felt too much like a regular TV show. And I don't know, that kind of bothered me a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, I get what you're saying. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel unique enough yes. for Netflix. If that, that's actually where it went. And I could see that, like I could, this is not a disrespecting for network TV, but it definitely would have felt better there. Yes. And side note here, Kevin James and the crew looks like our friend Steve. And I can't get that out of my head when I was watching it. So that's a, and I told him I had to text Steve. I was like, yo, Steve, this guy looks like you. Kevin 100%. James? Yeah. The bald head and everything looks just like Steve. 100%. So sidebar there. Sidebar. I, I don't know if I'm going to agree with that sidebar, but okay. <laughs> Amy, did you watch anything? I didn't watch any Netflix originals. My daughter was home from college and Netflix just started, I think just started showing uh, reruns of iCarly. And that's a show that she and I watched when she was little. So we started, we have been rewatching that while she was home. And that's pretty much what I watched. It's been a busy two weeks around here. Uh, all my kids' birthdays are in these two weeks. So I didn't get to watch much, but iCarly is what I was watching. I finished Arrested Development finally as well. Okay. So... I felt like that was a show I had to watch just because it's, you know, popular television. And, and you know, when people talk TV, if you haven't watched that show, right. it's you can't really talk TV without watching that. So it was funny, but the ending was just, uh. but it felt the same way about Schitt's Creek. Like Schitt's Creek was funny and then the ending was really bad. I don't know you if this ending like was... You didn't like the ending. Excuse me? You didn't like the ending of Schitt's Creek? No, it was terrible. Huh. Nothing happened. Like, right, but nothing really ever happened in that show. Like, really. But we didn't. We, we, 
<laughs> but they just left the town. And just besides David, I mean, but they just left and that was that. Like, there was no, I don't know. You know what I loved about weeds? And oh, I, I loved weeds. So what I loved about weeds is, is that we get to see what happens. Like, there was so much still left undone. Same thing with Arrested Development. Even though Arrested Development felt a little bit more not complete ending because you knew they were just going to continue to do the same thing over and over because that's a lot of what Arrested Development was about was just them doing the same thing over and over. It felt like you kind of knew it was going to happen with them. They were going to continue to do the same thing over and over. So <laughs> Shit's Creek was just an ending that should have been um, a little bit more complete and it just wasn't. And especially okay. when shows like Weeds do it so well. Like I just, I just felt that was a, a missed opportunity. But yeah, I did finish Arrested Development. I'm glad I did. It was, it was, it was good. Okay, uh, I actually, may, I, don't, I don't hope, I hope this is an off brand, but I watched Bonding, season one, and okay. it is hilarious. It's, I think it's like fifth. The first season is only 15, 16 minute episodes, which okay. is really awesome because you can just like get them out of the way real quickly. But it is hilarious raunchy humor like but it's it's funny i highly recommend if you're into something ridiculous and funny watch that so gotcha all right you guys ready to jump into try yeah the diego's Europe? already been complaining because he has to do everything this episode well i mean i'm the one editing all this and doing all that i figured you guys could you know but fine i'll do it i'll do hey, it and when this and, and when this is the best episode of all time i'm not gonna take credit but I'm going to take credit. So okay. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So Tribes of Europa, you know, dystopia society takes place 2049, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's about 25 years or so after what they're calling Black December. And all we really get out of it throughout the episode, we, you know, throughout the whole season is trying to figure out what Black December is. But the only thing we really get out of it is that all the power went out around the world. And here we are, right? So ch- chapter mm. one is called... But let's just... set a little bit here. So What's that? I've watched 100, right? Up until <clears throat> the last season. I don't know. Amy, have you finished it? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't finished it. Okay. So, Diego, you have not watched that though, right? I have not seen it with the 100, no. Okay, now so... you have. No, I have not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Believe I me, have. if you've watched this, you've, you've watched But that. anyway, so th- there's going to be a lot of that talk there because they are similar. So we'll just have to kind of keep that in mind. Okay. So chapter one, when an aircraft crashes nearby, siblings live. El- Elja? How do you, is that how you were saying that? And Keanu and the other Origines fall prey to the crows who seek a powerful Atlantean artifact. All right. So the, the setup here is really good. Um, the, the ship though, to me, it's, I don't know. Like, I just didn't love the ship. I don't know what it was about the ship. I didn't love it. Right. For being Atlantean, the tech didn't look too futuristic. Yeah. So what was weird about this is that, you know, we have this introduction to this society, these Atlanteans, which I thought was fine. It definitely, you know, sets the stage. The one thing I will say in this first episode I'm left a little bit lacking in what's going on to start with. And I think there's the difference between, you know, a little bit of the 100 versus this. What they decided to do is they tried to throw you into the story and then kind of bring you back around towards the end of the season without setting up a lot of what's happening and why. 
And I don't know if I love that in this episode. I felt a little bit, you know, not lost because there wasn't really a lot going on, but I, I didn't feel that connection right away to some of the right. characters. So again, I thought that the ship in a way that, you know, the dude comes out, you know, I understand that the dad doesn't want them to deal with anything that they have going on with this technology. They live in the woods. They live away from the crows in theory, right? They kind of have this. They live tentative... away from everyone. And yep. that's, they're kind of, you know, because part of it is that there's a whole a bunch of different tribes. And at first I thought there was only going to be a few tribes, but, you know, later on in the season, you find out that there's hundreds of tribes throughout Europe and whatnot. But this yeah. Origines tribe, they're like just what I felt like completely out of touch. Like they don't know anything. But that's on purpose like though. Yeah. But it's so, also like kind of like, I don't, the, the, they, they got nothing. But well, that's okay. It reminded right? me. Uh, it reminded me of the uh, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, The Village, right? This idea that they're like totally eschewing technology and the dad just was acting so sketchy and so sus that I kind of felt like the dad knew what was up. Like, like the dad was purposely keeping them away from the technology and yes. away from these other tribes because I felt like he had some kind of secret that he knew more. Mm than no. what he was letting on because so, he was so against it. But but he's against it because, look, with any of that technology comes with the death and the war, right? Right. So to stay away from that, you're kind of keeping yourself safe. Hey, listen, if we don't have any technology and we don't have anything people want to steal, right? Because they said that they had an alliance with another tribe for certain things, but, you know, they're kind of just living their best life. And, and the one thing to say is that because this is really only 20 years after this blackout, per se. It's 45 know, years. It All was right, 20... like they were, but it was weird. I don't think the world would be that different in forty-five years. No, no, it's not forty-five years. It was forty-five the, years. If the Black December, the... De Black December was twenty twenty-nine. Thank you. Right? Which, which I don't think we I... were in forty-nine. I think we were a little further ahead. So maybe it was twenty seventy-nine. I think it was twenty seventy. But there was people was. that were yeah. still alive that knew technology, right? Yes. Right. So forty-five years, you would still be alive. Yeah, I just think that he understood that this technology was going to bring disaster to their tribe, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the, the, the problem kind of is. Yeah, so they're set in 74. So they're, again, if it's 29 and they're talking about being set in 74. So, I, I mean, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with them, like, wanting just to be in the woods and live their best life. I mean, that's okay. I just, it just bothered me that they had no news or no nothing coming in in terms of what's happening outside of it so that when something does happen or there's things going on, like they just have no idea. And it's just... But what's, what's really going on? You have these tribes, then you have the Crows and the Atlanteans and then the Crimson Guard, right? And the, yep. Right. I mean, what do they, they need to worry about? they knew about them. They, for they as knew much about the, as they yeah. were insulated, they knew about the different groups. They knew it was an Atlantean shuttle. They knew about the Crimson. They knew about, like, they knew about all of these different groups. So as sheltered as they were from the technology, I don't think they were completely sheltered from the entire outside world. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this episode, it's a good setup. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. In this episode, too, um, I, I found it funny when the boy... Um, I, I called him Fred Savage because he looked a lot yes. like Fred Savage. Um, when he went to his kind of like hiding place and he has all of this technology that he's gathered from his, you know, hunting through the woods over the years, thought it was interesting that they had, he had a poster on the wall that was a United States and North Korea poster. Um, 
which kind of led, I don't remember exactly what the words were on it, but it led you to believe that that was where the showdown began. And then that's kind of how it all happened. So they did give you little clues here and there. Right, I just, the cyber again, my that. only issue was in 45 years, it just felt like a lot of change happened, like these micro states and the tribes and everything. I feel like a lot happened in 45 years. And that was but, the only piece that I was like, mm, I feel I like mean, it would take a little longer. It's 45 years, right? So it's as long as you've been alive, mm -hmm. there is no power. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, there was no power for thousands of years before. Uh -huh. There was. And it was you know? the dark ages. Yeah, exactly. They kind of look like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. All right. Anyway. And this is the episode where we get to see, you know, the, the crows and how, uh, you know, yeah, killers. And, They're killers. And, and this well, is where it's, it starts to delve into this 100 sort of setup, right? Right. So, again, Diego, I know this is a little bit outside of what you know, but... The problem is, is that you have these characters that are literally set up to be characters in the 100, right? Like, the, the, they almost look like them. That's what's even worse, right? <laughs> like, you have the dad who looks like the dude that's in charge of the space station, right? Like, yeah. they all look alike, but the crows are 100% with the way that their face painting or, or ash is done are just like that tribe in the 100. So this is where I'm already like, oh, man, really? Like, this really is. And these characters look alike, and they, they take up some of the same roles. It's just very interesting. But it again, was very mimicky. Very yeah, mimicky. But again... And, and it the, really confirmed my suspicion that should I see that society is starting to fall, I immediately need to invest in some face paint, because apparently that's is it in every dystopian ash? movie. I, feel I, like I don't know what it is, but they've all got it in any dystopian movie you watch. So the only, like I said, the only problem with the 100 is, is that by the time we see those tribes in the 100, I think we're already in season at least two, aren't we? Um, that's possible. Uh, yeah. So I think that there, there's no, like I said, I'm not immediately attached to these main characters. What I would have liked to have seen. And I don't know how they would have pulled this off, but I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more build up with three main characters that we're going to end up following through the whole conflict of, of what's going on. So mm -hmm. I just felt like there might have been a little bit more connection missed there. But overall, fine. No, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it and it definitely uh, hooked me into wanting to see what was going to happen next. So. Episode 2, Chapter 2, Moses, a nomadic scavenger, takes Elia under his wing. Determined to rescue her family from Brothok, Liv makes an unexpected deal with a crow's warrior. So this is where Liv goes, kind of wakes up from being stabbed, right? Uh, yeah, let's mm -hmm. let's talk about Liv first. So, yes, the whole place is, is you know, destroyed looking for this cube, right? The, the crows come and look for this cube. Now... I get it because Liv is not going to kill this person. And she's also given an out as well. By, is it the Crimson Guard? I feel like I'm in G.I. Joe. Or is it called something else? No, it's the Crimson no, Guard. That's, that's what okay. they are. Okay, Crimson Guard. So I felt like that's a good setup. Now, the fact is, is that we don't know if we necessarily know right at this point that the crow should have killed herself. I mean, that will definitely come into play later. But I, I almost feel like she was still a little too nice and not savage 
for what kind Liv. of goes. Yeah, no, no, no. The the crow. The okay. Crow. Yeah, I feel like she should have been way more savage at this point. But yeah, I mean, I I like that setup. I think that works well for introducing the Crimson Guard. Um, right. was the Crimson Guard protecting the it's, the village. It seemed like the Crimson Guard, based on what both what the captain said, David, mm-hmm. he said that they were they had a lot of tribes under their protection in exchange for goods. So they were protect. That's how the Crimson Guard was made up of different people from the different tribes that they were protecting throughout okay. the area. And the Crimson Guard are the most unchanged. Like the Crimson Guard look like they could be from 2021. Like they're not, they don't have painted faces and they're wearing pretty regular army uniforms. And, you know, they seemed pretty pretty quote unquote normal at this point. I thought it was interesting too, though, when they take her back to their place, the Crimson Guard has power, right? They have this elevator that works, they have lights, they have, so they somehow have power, which right. then starts my mind going, I'm like, ooh, are they responsible? Because now everybody's saying that the no, is responsible. Like what's, how does you, this you, all you play feel out? like if they follow the same thing as the 100, right? I mean, people <laughs> have power, but it's only like you can't have a car with electronics in it, right? So power and electronics are two separate items. Right. I don't know well, if it's right, something like that. Because there was the radiation issue in the hundred. In this one, so far, we're not really clear on what it is. Yeah, right. And there is electricity going around, I think, because and you'll see it later when they they look at Brothok, they have like music bumping and all those yeah. other things going on. So I, it's almost like the how, again, what is Black December? how long was the power out for was it 20 years five years a year so we're still throughout the season kind of putting those pieces together along with uh elia whatever however you say his name i kept saying it wrong probably but yeah i have to say his storyline was the least compelling to me it oh my wasn't... goodness his is it's... the best oh no well, we kind of left moses, something out i couldn't moses i found to be unwatchable and i just well, felt the, like the sniffing the moses sniffing just made me mad yeah, it was almost. Like, I enjoyed Moses. Yeah, I... I mean, he was definitely like the comic relief for sure. But I almost felt like so. There's a point in the Lord of the Rings movies where I no longer want to watch Frodo on his journey. I want to see what everybody else is doing because all he's doing is walking to get somewhere. And yeah, he hits some things along the way. But I'm like, ugh. All right, let's see what these people are doing. What are those people doing? And I kind of felt like that with Elia's story, like. Okay, great, but what's going on with Liv? Oh, okay, but what's happening with Keanu? Because I know but, that all he's doing is trying to deal something with the box. You see, know? But that's, me, that's the story, though. For yeah. me, for me, Liv was the, probably the most uh, uninterested. I really couldn't. Yeah, I agree. I like for me, Keanu's was the best because he yeah. got captured by the crows. He got taken to Brothok with the dad, and now he is like in a factory packaging mulk what was it what walk mulk i don't even know what that is is it a drug it looked like it looked like drugs because at one point when we do see the crows for the first time and they're about to attack the village they put like that face mask on themselves and they inhale something yeah so maybe that's maybe that what's but but see again this is where there's there look they're trying to fit it in six episodes and i was appreciative as i finished that up right (laughs) but there's a lot of things that are 
just not explained well enough for me to feel I like the show so again right I'm still going to give it a thumbs up but just there was a lot of things that just weren't explained enough for it to be even better right right and that's that's a main thing like I don't know what's going on so if that's a drug is it food is it a stimulant is it not a stimulant like I just don't know and does that stimulant help the crows fight better is it what makes them the way they are rush yeah like I don't know I would have liked to have known that but and let's talk about Elliot's journey, right? Because we talked about the cube, and maybe we should have talked about that at the beginning. How, you know, the the, cra- the plane crashes, the Atlantean plane crashes. There's the pilot, and he's looking for a cube. Elliot finds the cube. It, now, now the the pilot, you know, transfers whatever identification process is needed for the mm-hmm. cube to now link or sync with Elliot, right? Yep. But that's how all we know at this point. But how does everyone, and it goes back to the originals not knowing anything, everyone knows about this cube, about the Atlantean cube and what right. it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. it's like, everyone knows about it. Well, that would be like, though, I'm sure that if you went into other places, right? I mean, everyone knows what nuclear bombs are. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's the same thing. Whatever this thing is, this cube, it's it's a big deal like that. Right. Which to me is kind of weird. I mean, we find out really what the cube's about later, but it just, I thought at first, so this is, again, if I'm taking it episode by episode, I felt like it was this unlimited power supply at this yeah. point. Yeah. A- Amber City kind of thing. That's, yeah. That's, that's the feel I got of it when I was thinking about it. Yep. And that's part of the problem that I had with this character because I felt like he should have asked the pilot some questions about it. What is it? Are what you, is it? He's do? like 16. I He's know, seeing some dude but, dying from like some, know, you know, like, superior I, race. My, my notes say German Fred Savage should have asked some better questions <laughs> about the cube. Then I say he shows some rando guy the cube and then he trusts him with it. He totally deserves the guy stealing it. Then I said, ah, oh, the guy came back. Nice twist. He's 16. Um, I know, but I, still he's okay. He's 16. His mom's died. And right, he ran away 16. from the rest of his family. He he's got to trust he, somebody or he's going to die out there. But, but Damon, he's 16 living in a tribe of people who survived by their wiles in the, in the, in the forest. Like, this Do they, though? They survived by just being separationists. Who, no, this isn't some pampered 16-year-old kid who sits in his basement playing PS4 all day. Like, he's, he's, mommy makes a, him dinner. He's a pampered 16-year-old kid that goes out and just hangs out in the forest and does nothing. I don't know. I, I, I feel like he should have a little bit better wiles than that. But from interacting with who? But, but they're not, just not interacting with, but but having to get along. I feel like his father has put the fear of God in them of other people, right? Don't trust other people. Don't talk to other people. Don't you interact don't trust with other technology, people. I feel like. Mm. I don't know if it was other people. I it was think definitely that's technology. why they lived in the forest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a fear of technology. Okay. But anyway. All right. And I, I don't know if it's episode two or we'll, episode three. And we'll let's let, let me talk about episode three and then I'll, I'll mention my point here of what my thoughts are to go into. So chapter three is to gain Greta's trust. Liv takes matters into her own hands. Elia turns the cube on in front of Moses and Amina and Keanu's plot to gain freedom unravels. So at this point, once you start getting a little bit more into what Brothuk is and it looks like and you have like this like strong EDM music festival feel to it where people are dressed 
it started reminding me of Hunger Games when they're in the capital city. So okay. I started, so I started thinking of like, what if this is like, all right, well, in the U.S. they had the Hunger Games and that's how civilization broke down there. Well, now in Europe they got the tribes of Europa and that's what's going on there. Because you know when you watch it, reading the Hunger Games, right? I don't think they ever talked about what's going on in the rest of the world, did they? Now, but I feel like in the capital city, the Hunger Games is way past where the crows are. I mean, the crows are just this sort of society that's got, it's very tribal. To me, it, they almost felt like um, Negan's crew in The Walking Dead yes. okay. more yeah. than anything else. Because they have this super, you know, tight code, um, you know, a crow never lies or gives away a word, but they're still very savage at the end of the day. Like, right. I felt like inside of the Hunger Games, like, the capital of the Atlanteans, right? They got all, everything going on. It just, it was just, it was just one of those things where, like, all right, well, now we know what was happening in the rest of the world while <laughs> Hunger Games was in the U.S. This is what Europe was like. <laughs> so, in, in this episode, is this where we have them, the the, the stealing of the drugs, or I, I kind of... Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, this is where Keanu's starting to, like, hatch his plan, like, he tells his Spelump, Spelunknik? His like, yeah. supervisor pretty much like, yo, we got to get out of here. Let's set me up a meeting with Lord, Lord Varvara. And then they dime him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it worked out it... well. Go ahead. I, I just feel like that Lord, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it had to be used as a plot device. I think she would just would have killed him right then and there, though. For stealing or for beating up the killing the git, the the other dude, the other prisoner. Yeah, just by listen, in that sort of society there can be no infractions at all. And they let this dude slide on many infractions, I feel like. She had a thing uh, for Keanu, was, man. Yeah, that was an issue that I had that I actually wrote down later or in the next okay. episode. And I said, Is Keanu gonna try to win her over? Because I don't think I like that because you have this strong yeah, female character. He tries and she's her weak the crap because out of, of a man. I'm not gonna be okay with that. <laughs> but then they kind of did the same thing with the Crimson guy and Liv. So I guess it balanced out a little bit. I don't know. I felt like episode three was to me, so I I'm gonna reference it again. I love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I felt like the two towers was just a device to get you from the first movie to the third movie. I felt like I not powers. too much really happened in the second movie there. And I felt like episode three was that. It was the it was this episode to give us backstory and to just fill in some gaps, but there wasn't a ton that really happened in this episode. Like yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes. I didn't I was like Well, oh, okay. you do have that the the Moses' friend, Amina, fixes the cube and you get to actually see what the cube is. And but you, you don't see, really get to see what the cube is. But you see that there's some kind of message in the cube yeah. and it's trying yeah. to you show the them hologram. something. So that's kind of where we get I just about felt like it. and then the cube breaks. Like to me, I was on some like, nah, come on. Well, first of all, what did she even do to fix it? I don't think she did anything. She She took fixed... that center thing out and then she put that center thing back in. You know, it was she like re- the equivalent she reset of it. Take out the batteries. The computer back <laughs> on and off. Yeah, but then it breaks. Like I just feel like I don't know. And then this bothers me in general because then the cube later running out of power with fusion power just makes me angry in general, but that's fine. But at this point, I just feel like, and it breaks? Really? And this thing is like light years ahead of anything they've ever seen, but she can fix it? Like she might be able to fix an iPad, but I don't know. 
about fixing this thing. But then it goes back to everyone knows about the cube, so maybe they know about the innards of the cube and the technology. So there is some knowledge of Atlantia, Atlantis and Atlantean technology. But, but, it's not like it's brand new. No, I get it. Which, but then like at the end of the day, like I feel like this is literally a hologram data device. Yes. Why is it a big deal? Uh, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> I hope so, because that's the thing that gets me at the end. I was like, I think this thing is going to give unlimited power to everybody. And then they're tracking it down for what? It doesn't look like, I mean, all right, anyway, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So then <laughs> since, since we weren't really thrilled about chapter three and we feel chapter like three was definitely just, let's get some backstory and move along. Yep. All right. Uh, so chapter four, we have Elia, Moses and Amina enlist Bracker's help to fix the cube. Liv's plan hits a snag, and Lord Varvara asks Keanu about his past. Yeah, this was a good episode. I yeah. thought this was a really good episode. I thought the, I don't know what they're called, the Lobovniks, Favara's slaves, guys, attendants, I thought they were a very interesting addition to the story um, here because it kind of gave another level in their society. And this is going to be like the opening that Keanu is going to have. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then I thought it was also very interesting that the Crimson guy was so easily swayed to go against command and secretly rescue Liv's people. So it was but a see, strange episode. But but we come to find out that that was definitely not all that surprising for him. Right. Right. I mean, it was to us mm. as it was happening initially, yeah. but I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I I, 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 just, I, thought... I really liked this episode because I just felt like it gave me more depth into a few of the characters that weren't main characters. I thought Keanu and his little crew of people, though, I was like, <sighs> would she have kept them all around that long? Like, she just seems like that's not the sort of person she is. I'm just surprised. I was a little surprised too, but then, but then the fact that like, she's, she, for as tough as she is, she does seem to want connection. Right. And so like, I think that's why she has them eat with her so that she just has somebody around her. Cause it seems like a really lonely existence. Like, yeah, you go to these huge party things, but you don't have well, anybody. You I know? think the other part of it too is, is that she needs to make sure that they don't get her killed when she's at these party things because right, one false right. move by one of them and she's done. So yes. I guess she's got to keep ones around that know the yeah, rules. The El, El Capitan. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird dude. He well, reminds he me of the dude, dude. In, that sh in that show that I really liked. Um, <laughs> the one with the cards. Specific. House of Cards? No, no. The one with the cards, <laughs> the, the Japanese one that you guys didn't watch, I don't think, that I really liked. <laughs> Is on I my favorite we're be able to help you. Oh, Alice in Borderlands? Yeah. Which he kind of reminds me of like the dude that was running the, the card house. No, not at all. Uh, I felt like it. No, but I will say this episode, Keanu is he just he's a wild dude, and I just I feel like out of all the characters, he's the one What was your name for him, Amy? Just Keanu. He oh, deserved okay. his own name. Like to be called by his name. It was, I, I really, this was also the episode where I really felt like his story took off and he yes. became the character that I cared the most about. And yes. his story became the, the storyline that I cared the most about. For someone who re I didn't really know where he was going to go, his ability to adapt to his situation and try to like figure out how to get out 
Yeah. I, uh, I'm really appreciating it a lot. And this is also and the, the actor, episode. The actor does suppressed rage really well. Like <laughs> you could feel that this guy is ready to, like he is just barely holding on here. Yes. And this is also the episode where they meet the, that family, Moses and Elia meets that family and they have like at their campfire and the little girl tells them that they're coming from the east and there's something dangerous coming from the east. And if you look at it, you die. So this is the episode where we get we get a little bit of uh, something's coming. We don't know what, but something's coming from the east. Yeah, which is going to set up the big, you know, hey, why are we even doing this? Yes. So let's go into chapter five. Chapter five, Elliot tries to convince Bracker to give him back the cube. Liv faces a dilemma amid a plot within the Crimson Command, and Lord Varra grants Keanu his wish. So where, yeah. which one do you want to talk about first? Why don't you talk about um, Elia? Because I didn't really follow the story of him in this one. I, I, I'm pretty so, sure he was still trying to fix the cube. So, so Bracker is the one that has a lot of high-tech you know, uh, gear and whatnot. He has the middle part of the cube to where they can actually be like really fixed well enough to work for a little bit. And so he does, but he makes a deal with Elia about, Hey, listen, if, and then the hologram actually works. Right. And Elia, which was key. And so they see what the, the danger from the East is. And it, I mean, unless I miss the smoke monster from lost. Yes. It looks like the smoke monster from lost. So we don't know what it is, where it's coming from, who did it, but all we see is kind of like some astronaut looking at it with the cube. And I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like you said, Damon, the cube is a holographic uh, message. Yeah. And and is that the dude that crashed? I mean, we can only imagine it is. Yeah, we don't see his face, but they get the cube. Elia figures out how to kind of turn it into GPS mode, how to turn the cube into like some powerful laser gun. Well, and, and this is where it's like, all right, so this thing turns into a laser gun, but then it runs out of power doing navigation. It's, it's like, yeah, I can't I can't do turn by turn anymore because that's too hard. So I, I can only give you like a Google Maps instead. I'll, I'll print you out the directions. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't like about it. Like, dude, it's running... Like- you know, out of all the out of the three main characters, Elia has probably the most important out of all of them. Yeah. Like, but his his scenes are almost like the quickest. There's nothing like to them in terms of like it's just action for him. He has like the action sequence. Whereas like Keanu and Liv, like there's a lot of emotion in there. Like especially for Keanu, like you said, Amy, right. like that suppressed rage. Like you see that. Like when when Elia's sad or upset, you're like, all right, kid, come on, like. You got to get the cube right. to where you need to go. Let's go. So, yeah. All right. Well, then Liv, you know, they they end up capturing the, the like, head commander of the Crimson Guard. Crimson Command comes. And he's like, yo, David, you are a rogue commander. You are taking these of people. Of course it's his son, right? Yeah. You're, take, you're taking these, these people against the true calling of the Crimson Guard. I'm high treason. You're under arrest. So he, the guy who was going to help Liv get the family back, is now under arrest. And she throws him in, and the the dad throws him in jail. But then lets Liv go see him. Yeah, yeah. That makes no sense to me. Like that dude is. If you're treason, you're in jail, and no one's talking to you. 
Well, Liv did give him Greta, the the crow. So I maybe maybe she's just uh, and his high graces or something. But whatever with that. And then they try to get Liv to kill the commander, right? Like they, tr- they, they try to get her to kill, but she doesn't because he offers to go to Brothrek and offer the crows a deal, an exchange of prisoners per se. And he wants he wants everlasting truth. He doesn't want to fight them like David did. He wants to have a truce with the crows and make it all work out. Kumbaya, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which, I mean, seems like, it just seems like they're so militant. And they and, and this is interesting, too. They have the tower from the 100, right? I mean, it works the right. same exact way. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's just interesting that they have all this, you know, army situation, you know, and they, they, they understand all this and they can't just beat the crows. I mean, how much bigger are the crows? Right. And, and then if they're that big, then what does he think he was going to do blowing up their factory? Right? And, then, and obviously that, again, this is something where it's still not explained what that drug is and why not. If he's so adamant to blow it up, does that then allow them to conquer the crows because they don't have this drug? Is the drug the only thing that makes them powerful? I don't know enough about that. And if I did, I would feel more invested. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. This is, and I think this is also the episode, uh, well, we're not on Keanu yet, but you want to go to Keanu anyway? Sure. Let's go to Keanu. Yeah. Yes, please. So this, this is the episode where Lord Varvara goes to see the Capitan. And they have like that fake dinner where she didn't even eat. He ate before her. But you find out that, well, you knew already that one of the servants for the Capitan is Keanu's dad. And they meet up like in the hallway. And that's where the other Spalutnik, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> Dawi, whatever his name is. Also, they have such complicated names, man. I, if they if I wasn't watching with subtitles, I couldn't, pronou- I couldn't be able to tell what they were saying. But he catches him and finds out that they are uh, father and son. Which, which, to me, already sets up what you know is going to happen. Yes, 100% you know. And I didn't happen. like that. It so, was, yeah, they, they should have fl- they should have tricked us there. But we're, we're going to, is that even in this episode? No, or no, 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 no. no, no. Okay. A, that, that, right. that goes on in episode six. But in this episode, you know, um, they get back. Lord Varvar was hoping she'd be like the sixth captain under el capitan doesn't happen they go back to her estate yeah, that's en- when what keanu gets slapped yeah she ends up killing dawit but then tells keanu that she's gonna grant him the boge which is where he gets to fight to the death for a chance but to why be does she kill him why does she kill that dude is it now I, does she kill that dude in my th- in my thought is that she was like Yo, I'm gonna give this dude a chance if he just succumbs to the crow presence of you can't be afraid of death, but he's scared of death, so that's why he ends up dying. I think, but do you remember how she gave Keanu the knife and she's like, kill yourself, basically? Yeah. Like, I think that's what she did, and that that guy killed. Like that kid was so into whatever no. she asked. Oh him. no, I feel like he didn't kill himself, so she killed him. Oh, I think she killed. I think he killed himself just to please her. No, I think she killed him because she told him about Keanu and her dad and his dad. Yep. And she didn't want him to start spreading rumors because, or something. Yeah, because he had to he was the only one that knew. So the only way that they fight together is because he tells her and she tells uh, the right. Capitan. And that's where we get into chapter 6 where I'll just read it real quick and we can keep going here. But chapter 6 Keanu faces a shocking rival at his bow, which ends up being 
the dad. His dad. General Cameron's bid for peace with the crows takes a tragic turn, and the cube leads Elia and Moses to a portal. Right, let's leave Elia for last, because that's actually the bigger part of the story, even if it's yes. not the most interesting to you guys. All right, so we knew he was fighting the dad. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, so she obviously set that up. Yes. Right. Maybe yeah. it's the only way she can get him in the arena. Maybe it's to, you know, power move on him. Maybe it's just to see his loyalty. There's a lot of I don't know why, but that does yeah. happen. I right? think she, she definitely tells the El Capitan. So I'm thinking it's also to kind of get like in good favor with him after he kind of just like. But why does he care? Nothing. But see, what does that be, do for him? He wants to be a lieutenant or whatever they are. And what it is for El Capitan is no, no, no. great entertainment. But why does El Capitan care? Because it's good entertainment. I don't think he cares. I just think he really wants a good fight. And, hey, we got this but guy who's going to have to kill his dad or the dad's going to have to kill the son. This will be great. We're going to love it. Because that's kind of really what he seems to care about. I guess so. I guess I could see that. Um, it just it seemed very played out. Like, And, again, I feel like, I don't know, Keanu was very much against it. And, again, I just The dad forced his for, – that essentially – killed himself because i think he grabbed keanu's hand and like yes yeah right but As any father would like they're, okay. you're not gonna kill your kid you're gonna you're gonna yeah. take and the so for the kid. right the fight ends now keanu is technically free well, he's a crow but he takes that drug and does that change his mind like so that, it, that's where i'm at too what yeah. happens now with keanu is he has well, she has lord varvara broken him to the point where well, I don't even know if, if it's a breaking, but is that drug so powerful that you can't be away from it, and therefore the crows have to stay because they can't be away from that drug because they couldn't survive anymore? That or I think the breaking. Yes, yeah, I just I don't know if it's that, or I if think it's, it's both, man. The mental break, and now you get him addicted to whatever that drug is. I think the breaking but, isn't the drug. The breaking is making him kill his father. I just that's, again, I, I'm that's more, what my notes say. Keanu I'm, is going to be broken after this. But I'm more concerned about this drug. Is it a drug that keeps them in line, or is it a drug that helps them fight, or is it both? I think it's it, to I think it's to give them a high, but also an adrenaline rush. I think it has to be an adrenaline. If they're taking it before they're about to fight, it's got to be something like that. But see, I wish that was just oh, that's a, a one sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's all that is. Just give me that one sentence, please. Because when you're in the 100, right, we're starting to learn about, like, what's going on. Like, everything is a little bit more explained. And again, this is a compressed version. So I understand some things have to be left out. But it's a sentence, man. It's a sentence. We don't know what that's about. And obviously, the crows are huge. But how, in comparison, like, why does the Crimson Guard leave them alone? Right. Because they're that much bigger or because the drug is makes them so much better of a fighter. And if that's the case, when they see the Crimson Guard pull up, why don't we see those dudes using the drugs? And why are they all on horseback, too? Why are the crows only on horseback? There's a lot of things I wish I knew. <laughs> all right. So, Keanu, that, uh, the way his story ended, I definitely want to see more with him. Because I want to see where he's if he's gonna stay. Like, does a he pro? pull? Yeah, does he pull a one hundred and then end up working his way up through the ranks and being, you know, a dude next to Lord, you know, Vavara? 
I think so. That I'm, again, you're literally my notes. I said, is Keanu going to win this and then become a Bozy and then enjoy it and then become a Lord and then become one of them? And then when Liv <laughs> finally gets there, is he going to have to fight against Liv? Like, what is going to happen? I don't know. Well, we, we haven't. So, all right. So let's get past our live. That was interesting, too. I didn't expect that to play out that way, to be honest with you. Where? Um, so they go. So the captain and her go to try to make the peace. Seems like it's about to go down, like, smoothly. Yeah. And then everyone gets sniped. <laughs> Pretty much. Which, again, I didn't necessarily expect. Um, I, that one, like I said, that one, I, I knew something had to go on because I've, otherwise, why would they let that you know why are we focus so much on that other dude but it was that was interesting at first right like that was interesting and it plays out like he was going to get rid of his dad no matter what i just was surprised that he had that much pull but then yeah. again the guy gives him the poison so i guess he had enough pull to pull that off too right yeah i don't know it seems like a lot of pull in a military situation to be able to do all that and to get those people out with all those weapons and then knock off but not know. to mention to to be set up in a profession in a position where they don't see where you're at and then be able to snipe everyone and get the how did hand. they get there so yeah, early? that's what i'm saying how do they know right they got there pretty quick so and that goes to what i wrote down here that Liv's story is like very lucky like things just fall into yeah. place for her like very lucky. Like she's out of all the three, like she's just lucky. I feel like sometimes. I'm okay with that. that. I mean, like she should have been dead from the get go. She was lucky that they didn't check her that she was knocked out instead of dead. Right. True. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, lucky. And so. that leaves us to. I guess, well, like hang said, on. Then she gets rescued. Oh, that's right. By the Amazon ladies. Yeah, which is another new group Try. that they're adding into the mix, which I think she'll fit in very well with. And I was. Very happy for that little piece there. To but I was now, like, All are, right. are they? She st- so she still thinks that Keanu and her dad need to be rescued. And yeah. At this point, neither one of them need to be rescued for. And what's two that going to be like when she does finally? Because you, you know she's eventually going to make Keanu, and she's going to be like, "Where's dad?" <laughs> yeah. You know that. You know that's going to go down. And depending but, on how involved he is with the group. He'll either be like, oh, this is terrible. Or he'll be like, dude, survival of the fittest, man. I had to kill him, you know? And then yeah. that's going to be a whole other can of worms. So I think he'll, because remember, they're setting up in the beginning of the show that he is not as well liked by his father. There's a rivalry Liv. there. Yes. Yeah, between There's her already and that rivalry there. So that's going to come back to play. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown us that. Good right. point. Good point. So. Good point. All right. So, Elijah. Elia, Fred Savage, little brother, whatever. Mm-hmm. I like this. Like, there's a few things I don't like, um, but I do like the way it all played out. First thing is, is that, dude, you can't have a picture of the giant cube in the friggin' um, <laughs> poster here. for the show. It's the last <laughs> thing that happens. Stop. Right. Right. That's <laughs> bad. So that's just some marketing stuff I didn't care about. Um, yeah, so we got to go to turn. We can't go turn by turn, so we got to go to Google Maps here because it ran out of power. How did it run out of power? It's fusion power. He 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 shot some dude in the chest. It's not like it was a nuclear bomb that blew up the whole place, right? Right. And, that that adds to the mystique of trying to find it with Moses, man. But but I understand that's a plot device. But there's no way that that device should have run out of power. That's my first thing. Um, I. <laughs> 
I get what they're going for, but I feel like it was like, we're all so stupid that like it's the Atlanteans and we really don't understand they live underwater. I was thinking how stupid are we? But again, well, I mean, I can't talk for Moses, but Elia, they don't know anything. So for him, if he was by himself, 100%. But Moses, he's been in the outside world, so he should know more about the Atlanteans, right? That they're, yeah, when they get. The whole show, I was thinking Atlanteans, that it's like the United States. It's like people who live across the Atlantic from Europe. Like, I wasn't thinking Atlantis. Yeah, I mean, I felt like that was too easy to be Atlantis. Um, And like, why are they just showing up now? I don't know. But here's the other thing, right? Is it really the Atlanteans or is that just what our translation is? Right, right. So I I don't know. But I did I did dig that because I'm like, oh, okay, Atlanteans, they live underwater. Duh. Right. But they get all the way there with this cube. And then. All right. They got to jump in that thing. So. Here's what kind of makes some sense to me now. So if the Atlanteans live underwater, maybe that's why all their technology be rolling. Mm, that's true. Right? They like maybe that's what it, I'm a little nervous though. If they live underwater, like how like there's gonna be a lot of CGI involved, right? I liked <laughs> I thought everything worked well, but it seemed very compartmentalized. Kind of like the one hundred felt that way too. Like it's this huge world. But everything felt felt very small. Like it was mm-hmm. well done, but small. I feel like the same thing. This is well done, but small. Mm-hmm. I just I'm hoping that you know when they get into Mount Weather. I mean, when they get to the Atlanteans, right? That <laughs> it, it all kind of works out. Right. Yeah. You know, I hope it, it looks good. I'm kind of I'm so, hopeful that it looks good. We don't get some like Jar Jar Binksness underwater or something. Oh, no, like thank that. you. So are we thinking? Uh, that the Atlanteans are the ones that caused this Black December? Or... No, no, I don't think so. No. no? Okay. Okay. I just think they're the ones who weathered it the best. But, you know, what's also interesting is is that there's talk of aliens. Yes. Right. So what does that, like, that mean? Are the Atlanteans maybe not from this world? I don't know. As you said, if we're going from 29 to 79... 50 years and they got these cubes those cubes are going to be fusion cubes i think are going to not be uh, available to people in 79 is my guess unless the atlanteans come out the ocean and tell us about it but what i'm saying is is that (laughs) were they even on the planet to begin with yeah did they come out after black december when did they come i mean there's a lot there's a lot there's definitely a big gap there and and the thing is if they came after, so so check this out. So let's just say they're terrif- like let's just say that's terraforming the world. That Black Friday, right? Okay. And maybe they're underwater until the world is fully ter- terraformed. Like if they came from somewhere else besides the Earth, then they have to have something to do with Black Friday because why would they not? Why would they come oh. otherwise? Okay. I don't know. It just seems interesting. But but then you also have. I need the, to go the- back. I need to go back and watch episode one. And I need to listen to everything the pilot says to see if he gives any clues. Like now I'm wondering if maybe he's said some things that just kind of passed over because we hadn't gotten to that last episode yet. And we didn't know what we knew about the cube. And so I didn't pay attention. And now if I go back and watch, maybe it'll give me some answers I didn't have. Maybe we, it maybe might we not, have to watch. But... Maybe we have to watch the credits and there's like mid credit scenes that we don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Now, but but also now you also have the danger from the east. So you have the Atlanteans, you have this danger from the east, and you know that they're not the same because 
the pilot warned of this danger. Mm-hmm. So where's that danger from the east coming from? Where's that cloud coming from? Like, what is that? Well, who made that? So are there more aliens? <laughs> Different other? What? So there's a, I, I really do like the sci-fi aspect, like that sci-fi aspect of it with the Atlanteans, this cloud. Like, I like that about this show. Yeah, this was a great show. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I really, really liked this show. Yeah, no, like, I I watched it all in one day. Cause I was, yeah. I was like I was like, wait, this is this is pretty good. I need to see I need to see where this is going. I right. liked it a lot. I just felt like it could have even been better. It like I think they just been, missed out on a few things. I think That's it probably would have been better if it was like eight episodes and they were able to fill in a little bit more of those gaps because a lot of it is left up to our own imagination or like or frustration. But I agree. I really, really, really enjoyed this show. Like, surprisingly, I wasn't sure. I was a little nervous about it, but I give this two thumbs up. Without I would, too. I'm going to go too. one and a half because it felt like it could have been, and not for any other reason than it could have been even more. If It, it could have been, yeah. But I do like the six episodes, and the, the episodes went by fast. They're 49 they minutes, but they went by fast. And mm. I was ready for the next one, like, right away. Damon, and I'm going to have to say, there were a little parts there where I thought of you. I was like, man, this is kind of a little gory here. I wonder how Damon's doing. I just look away in those scenes. <laughs> I just look away. All right. So, you know, highly recommend this show for everyone that might have been thinking about it or on the fence of it. Definitely, definitely do it. Absolutely. Any yep. final thoughts on it? Or you guys just want to tell yeah. us uh, what you might be watching coming up soon? I got a lot that I'm going to be watching. Uh, I think the next two weeks will be busy with Netflix. I yeah. uh, There's a lot coming out that looks really good. I want to see Moxie. I want to see Ginny and Georgia. I want to see Bigfoot Family. Crazy About Her. I want to see Pele. I want to see G's and Anne. I want to see Biggie. I got a story to tell. I want to see Pacific Rim, the black. I want to see City of Ghosts. And I want to see Lego Marvel Spider-Man Vexed by Venom. So I'm looking forward to those in the next couple weeks. Cool, cool. D, what do you got? There's really nothing I really want to watch the next couple weeks. Really? Man, you should watch Pele with your son, man. Soccer. Yeah, maybe. Come on. Come on. But I, uh, Amy, you named a lot of shows that I wanted to watch. I definitely want to watch Pele. That looks good. Biggie, definitely. Last Chance You, the, the basketball version. I might give that a chance, and definitely Pacific Rim and Age of Samurai, Battle for Japan. Uh, Age of Samurai might be where I go, but I'm going to, because that would be something I would definitely be interested in, but I'm going to tell you what I'm looking forward to the most, and I'm going to swap with somebody, because I'm definitely covering this one for the the Lost Pirate Kingdom, I'm all in on. Oh, that was the first one that came up on me, but that's March 15th, so I think... That's that's what I'm saying. I I can't do the next show, because that's the fifth. Someone else is going to have to take the fifth, because I'm doing this one for sure. All right, Amy, so that means you're you're up. That's not what it means, but we'll see. (laughs) You you named like 30 shows. That's all I So the issue isn't all the shows that I want to watch. The issue is getting buy-in from you two. Listen, I'm we, in on Age of Samurai. <laughs> Amy, we've Which watched, of course was we've not watched every list. show that even that really bad movie that you recommend. The terrible movie. <laughs> Never going to live it down, Amy. Yeah, Never I know. I one bad choice. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If Pacific Rim, is that a series? or Yeah, it is a series. I would I, I would watch that. I love those movies. Wait, yeah. 
Pacific Rim is it? It is a series. Yeah, it's an animated series. Okay. Yeah, let me let me do a little research before we pick one for sure. Sounds good. Well, of course, we'll let everyone know on the Facebook page and everywhere else uh, what we're going to be watching going in depth with next episode. But as always, you know, check out the Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a suggestion of a review or a show maybe that you want us to watch. Anything like that. Leave us a review on iTunes, of course. And any last words? Keep listening. Keep listening. We will catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.